and sometimes it can even be um, just even if you say something like being silly, mm -hmm. but still that hits them in a different way. Yeah, people like, and that's the great thing about podcasts because like podcasts have been such a huge, like a huge dynamic for me because like it's enlightened me in some ways. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy too because like even my coworkers like. I make sure people know that, you know, I'm dropping, like, candles or shirts or whatever the case may be, and with this podcast, it was really, like, outside the box for me, especially because they don't know me on that level, and they started watching it, and they're like, you were, like, the most humble, like, the most humble person that I've ever met, and I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, like, my life story when I first met you, yeah. and they're like, I learned so much about you in just that podcast alone, and I was like, yeah, I mean... I'm not, like like I said, I'm not the type of person to be like, hey, I'm walking the room and be like, hey, this is what I do, this is what I did, this is how I do it, you know, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. And they're just like, I don't know you, but you've inspired me. And that, that's the whole point of, like, what I want to portray, like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Is, like, tell people, like, hey, like, I, I did this, I went through this, but it doesn't make you, I guess your circumstances doesn't make who make you who you are yeah. you make yourself who you are yeah you know, at the end of it so recently um i did some shrooms and it was crazy because even leading up to that a lot of different signs pop up because it's, it's crazy how the universe talks to you mm -hmm. like at first it's something someone says and then it kind of just is like oh that kind of stuck and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you do something and you repeat it in your head and you're just like okay now i'm seeing the pattern here and for mine mine recently has been patience oh yeah, yeah. that one <laughs> oh lord yeah it's recently been patience because with me especially it you and i remember you talked about this kind of in your videos like a life purpose is you know it's hard to find that especially when you wake up and you could be doing your very best but it never seems enough for yourself mm -hmm. even yeah. and you're just like i gotta keep doing this and this and i want to get this and recently i've been trying to get a van and, like, I've been sitting here, like, I just want to get it now, kind yeah, of thing. And yeah. then, but you do have to take time to sit back and um, tell yourself that you're right where you need to be, kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, and, um And that's, like, I feel like that's a challenge for a lot of people. Yeah. People don't know how to live in the, what's happening right now. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, it's, I don't know, I feel like... A lot of people overlook it because they think it's something that should come natural. Yeah. They think that it's something that, oh, well, I am living in the now. Like, look at me. Like, I'm here, you know? But, like, it's a different... It's different because, like, it almost relates to doing something and saying something are two different things. Yeah. You could say that you're doing something, but are you actually doing it? Yeah. You know? Until, like, you actually put action behind it. So, what I... I say that because I could be right... I, I could be here. But not physically here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right now we're, we're, we're going to have, like, intellectual conversation, but you can almost tell, like, is she here or is she yeah. somewhere else, you know? So, that's that's the thing that I've, I've, like, learned, still am learning through just experiences, just life. Like, my life is at a whole other di dynamic that I've never been at, and it's, it's something that I do need to cherish. Like, I have two kids that I adopted, so it's like, it brings a whole nother perspective into living in the now, living yeah. in the present, because yeah. it's like, those times that you spend with them, 
even with pets, like, she was a puppy at once, you know, so it's like, you cherish those moments, and you're like, wow, like, I'm glad I was able to tune into that moment, because I can relive it, or I can go back to that memory. And even along with bad memories, like, I've gotten into the habit, especially more that I do, I'm focusing more on, like, self-growth and, like, meditation and really working on knowing myself, which I think is the first part of love, Mm -hmm. is knowing yourself first, because um, a thing that is talked about, especially in the witch community, is called the twin flame, if Mm -hmm. you've heard about it. Well, someone mentioned to me um, that your twin flame having a twin flame is shadow work Mm -hmm. and it sounds scary at first and I was like that doesn't seem that doesn't make sense but the more I thought about it the more I was like you're actually right because exactly and as soon as and that's why it's really advised for younger people to not invest in the twin flame because you don't know yourself and until unless you have your energy is strong enough to where you can wake up and say I know what I want to do I know my intentions and I know my thoughts and my energy having your twin flame around will only confuse you more because you're just staring into the mirror more and more and you're not actually understanding what's going on Um, but along with you know, you said, you mentioned children, and um, that kind of reminded me of how I also view self-love, is like, it's very easy to critique yourself. Mm-hmm. It's very easy, as soon as something happens, and you feel like you're at fault, you're just like, ah, oh, I have to keep yeah. shit. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. I could have done Why better. did I do that? I could have handled yeah. it differently. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yes. it's like, I always try to think of myself as a child. I try to address everybody as children. Mm-hmm. When I'm arguing, you're a child, and it sounds, you know, demeaning, like, ah, oh, you're a kid, but... If I have a if I have a kid, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, you should have done this better. Why didn't you do it this yeah. way? I've been like, okay, here's the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about where it went wrong mm-hmm. and let's fix that. So when it happens again, you now have the experience and the knowledge to continue. To, when the next time it happens, you can address it in a different way yeah. and maybe an even wiser way. Yeah. So it's like, anytime I feel like I try to self critique myself, I always have to remind myself like, you're a child, mm-hmm. you're this old, and you're mm-hmm. where you should be happy and proud exactly. of yourself. There's there's le- there's lessons to be learned and knowledge to obtain. I like that's something that I share with a lot of people, cause like for some reason I still don't know why, but I attract a lot of hurt people, a lot of hurt people. I I don't know why. A lot of people like to I could know them for a week and they're already telling me their life story, telling me the hurt that they've been through, the happiness that they've been through, and I'm just like okay like let me just take that in for a second but in those moments i've i've also come to realize like i can handle it yeah i can handle other people's baggage and it's it's not a it's not a curse it's more of like a enlightenment for me yeah because like as from a from a very young age i realized that like i learn from other people's mistakes and i adapt like i adapt if i'm in that same situation I adapt the correct way, or, like, the less traumatic way. Yeah, I get that. And with with the bad, with the bad, or, well, quote-unquote bad, there's always, like, there's always, like, self-reflection. There's always, mm-hmm. like, what do I lack of? What, what, what part of this bad am I not understanding? Yeah. Because most of the time, it's, like, when you resort to, damn, I, I fucked up, it's, like, the why, like, what part of that scenario did you feel like you fucked up? Yeah. Because, I mean, 
we're human. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. But there's always a way to go about things. Like, all kids are different. I, like, we were kids at one point. We were brought up differently. But yet, we were still we're still able to find unity in different parts of our life right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are living your life. I'm living my life. It's been so long that we've had, or we've, we haven't had, like, a conversation sitting down. Yeah. And it's like, you probably learned something yesterday. And you're like, damn, let me apply that today. I probably learned something a year ago. But it's, it's taken me longer to, to apply that today because I'm either self-doubting myself or critiquing myself too much. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's situations just, I don't think, I don't see, I don't see situations as good, as, good or bad. I see them as like, okay, what do I need to learn? Yeah, just experience. What's, exactly, just an experience. Like, what do I need to learn? What, what am I doing too much of? Yeah. What, am, what am I not doing enough of? I always like to say whenever people are like, ah, oh, it's a it's a curse that I'm an empath or something. I always like to say your blessing is your curse and your curse is your blessing. It's yeah. how you want to utilize yeah. it, how you view it. Because I feel the same way in the sense of I like I attract hurt people and I part you know other people be like, oh, that must be like hard on you. But and honestly, I love it because. I know that I'm there in their mm-hmm. life for that reason. Mm-hmm. I know there's a reason why mm-hmm. I attract hurt people. Yep. And I yep. remember one time, I so I got um, caught some marijuana, right? And mm-hmm. I had to go through drug prevention. And one of the things that you have to do is you have to go to an NA meeting. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was driving to it, and I was like, the way I got caught was bullshit, too. <laughs> so the whole time I was like, this is such bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But then that voice in the back of my head was like, remember you're yeah. going exactly where you need to be at this exact Humble moment yourself. yeah it was just like Humble. remember you know there's a reason why you're going here just be open and listen and I was like okay you're right maybe I'll you know I will learn something and I remember I went to the meeting and I remember I was sitting around and I was listening to everybody's story and I was like I've always tried you, people grow up and they always try to be like okay I want happy vibes good vibes like I want to surround myself with good people I like the good people but it was a moment where I was surrounded by such like damaged people mm-hmm. and I heard their story and they were just there you know but they were damaged all together kind of yeah. thing and it just took a moment I stepped back and I was like this is another form of human experience that we have to go through mm-hmm. other than always being happier Happy with the right crowd mm-hmm. there's ha- there's gonna be moments where you have to surround yourself with damaged people so you can see wow as a human this is an emotion that we go through and um with my belief of like afterlife stuff or the purpose of why we're here is that our souls are continuously Mm -hmm. just being rewashed and reused and everything into different vessels Um, and the reason for that is because we are supposed to be cosmic beings who create our own universe but in order to create human life we have to know what human life is we have to experience Experience it it. yeah we have to experience the pain of it the happiness of it the sadness of Mm -hmm. it every emotion we have to experience on the deepest level possible so that way we can take that experience and when we head over to the next life when we feel that it's like ah i know what i'm feeling and i know this is a human experience kind of thing yes and that that and right now in society this generation there's so much of a a lack of a lack of understanding a lack of self-awareness and I'm not going to say, like, this generation is, like, a lost cause. You no. know, that's that's jumping the gun. But 
with that, like how you were explaining, like this is all an experience. Like we are, we are evolving every single time. Whether we die, like we we are evolving. Yeah. We're in a different a different place or a different time, a different human, a different person, a different everything, as we go on. And right now, like this human experience, like this this body that we picked, it's like a lot of people take advantage of the capability. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, they put themselves in this box of like, okay, well, I have to do it this way because society says I have to do it this way. Or I have to dress this way. I have to look this way. I have to be called this way. I have to, I have to have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people lose sight of like, like, why, why can't it be, why, why is it so hard to get out of bed and just walk outside? Like, yeah. instead of bringing your phone with you. That's one thing that's like. I guess it's really prominent in my life right now is the damn phone like I've drawn such a detachment from it like not having a phone for probably like a year and a half showed me so much yeah <laughs> it showed me so much that experience alone like it showed me so much about the type of person I am how I deal with things like and also being surrounded by a younger generation is like these kids cling on to these phones because they don't they don't have skill they don't have Mm-hmm. the the capability of communicating their emotions or like how they feel yeah so it's almost it's frustrating but again i i can control my circumstance right but the majority they're lost they yeah. are so beyond they're so lost like they they forget the fact that we're here for an experience we're not here to be in a box yeah we're not here to be working a nine to five every day yeah. we're not here to be spending the rest of our life in school we're not here to do that we're here to to enjoy we're here to love we're here to experience we're here to do out of box shit you know yeah. like how like y'all went bungee or not bungee jumping but sky skydiving like that shit like you have to i want i want to be able to do that every single day but you know i have responsibility but still like well not necessarily that every day but i'm saying like of that like magnitude like yeah. experience of yeah. like doing something different like I'm glad you mentioned the van because psh, girl I've been trying to get my peoples on board with that but I really want to get a van and just travel forget the, forget the 9 to 5 forget the money forget the whole like off grid don't talk to me yeah. I just want to be out there that's, you know that's really the goal and I feel like that alone will give you such a huge experience like, yeah that would give and it's, you it's crazy cause I work, so I work at Waffle House and I work in the morning, so I get a lot of older generational people. Mm-hmm. And growing up, you're always told you can't do this because, like you said, you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking now, and my parents are like, oh, when I was your age, I wish I could have done this. And I'm thinking, you could still do you, it. You, well. <laughs> age is <laughs> but a number. <laughs> like, yes, my, you know, yes. my dad is like, my dad is like, oh, I just want to live off grid with the farm and do all it. this stuff. And I'm just like, why aren't you that goes back to like people are literally like they're robots it is it it's is like once thing. once they reach an age they're like oh no like i'm 55 i can't do that like that's not what 55 year olds do I'm like what like what, <laughs> what, what are, exactly what are 55 year olds supposed to be doing it's like eating oatmeal all day like live your life do what you do and like that's that's almost like me talking to my mother that's mm-hmm. me talking to my mother. My mother, she loves working. I'm I'm happy she loves what she does. Right. 
But there's so many times where she's like, oh, I want to go to the concert. Or, like, I want to do this. I'm like, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. But she's always like, excuse, 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 this, this, that. I'm yeah. like, okay, you know what? You're not there yet. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you because you're not going to understand it yet. Yeah. But. And the crazy thing is, is those excuses are that reality kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. if you make an excuse, you have an excuse now yeah, not exactly. to go. Exactly. You just made it up on the spot. Exactly. And now you're reality. Exactly. And doing more of the or diving into more of the spiritual side understanding projection and energy watching it more and more as i grow is wild yes i see that at work all the time because Mm -hmm. at work it's waffle house it's in the morning it's crazy we have certain sections well i look at my section i see that it's full Mm -hmm. and we can only fit so much food on the grill so i tell Mm -hmm. my customers hey it'll just be a minute i'll calm about it other servers are over here like, I need this now, blah, blah, blah. They're yelling at the cook. Yes. They bring out food. It comes out bad. Then now the customers are angry. And everybody over there yep. is just so chaotic. And I come up to the grill ops, and they're just like, sorry, we just have to slow down. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, bro, no, it's you're okay. Good. Like, <laughs> like, just like, just chill. Food, right? <laughs> exactly. like, it's okay if people get angry and walk out. That's not your problem. That's exactly. their problem now. Exactly. They should have woke up five minutes earlier to get here five exactly. minutes earlier. Exactly. So seeing how like your energy can get projected and then it tumbles so quickly. Like if I have a negative, a small negative thought, I always, I have a little mantra that I say to myself where it's, these are not my thoughts. I breathe in, I breathe out, I detox. Yeah. Anytime yeah. I think negative, I always try to nip it in the bud and say although there's negativity around that's not i'm me. not gonna hold it on yeah. I'm not, it's not in my head yeah Period. that's not that's not me that's not what i'm a part of yes and yeah. that that right there is just is grounding you mm-hmm. ground yourself you yes know? and that's beautiful that's that's a hard a hard thing for people to learn it's it's definitely a lot of discipline because there'll be times where i will get especially mm-hmm. hangry i'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie hangry, yeah. my thoughts if i if something ticks me off just to trigger it while mm-hmm. i'm hangry my mind is going to start running. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it does take a lot of discipline mm-hmm. and, but the high, the most it takes is a lot of love. Yeah. You have to yeah. have a lot of love for yourself to tell yourself, do I love myself enough to take care of my energy? Mm-hmm. It's not just the whole physical body or yeah. mental yeah. body. It's also your energy body, your mm-hmm. soul body. Do you have enough love for yourself to make sure that that's taken care of on top of all the physical physicalities of yourself exactly yeah i think the mind is a powerful thing very very much powerful like Mm -hmm. me it and i say that's a beautiful thing because a lot of people can't call themselves out on that yeah a lot of people can't be like oh i'm mad because this person has control of how i'm feeling yeah and that like that's something that like i said like I'm still learning. Like, mm-hmm. I I apply it whenever I remember to apply it. But that's something that I want to be so, like, second nature to that yeah. it's just like, I'm just living. Whatever yeah. you got going on, that's you and that's your business. And I'm just over here like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm at peace. I'm fine. And I, I just wish, like, I wish this for the world. <laughs> the, the, the mass. Yeah. Everyone. Like, I don't know what it would take. I know it's going to take a lot of people like us, a lot of people getting a message out. Like, yeah. For them to kind of see a different perspective and be like, huh, what they taught me in school isn't the only way. Or like what they taught me in church isn't the only way or whatever the case may be. It's like, let's step outside of that that norm and like really like 
like visualize the day like yeah. let's really like pay attention why are the flowers blooming why are the bees buzzing like not not scientific not scientifically but like literally like understand that everything has has motion everything has energy everything has vibes like you <laughs> I get it. For a way I would describe it, describe it is fractalizing. So you hear about that all the time, especially with the whole like sacred geometry mm-hmm. and trippy stuff. Is it's all fractalized. So people want to say like, here's the way, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But things fractalize. So it's like, okay, here's a way, but here's a branch of that way, and then it branches here, and then it branches here, and now I'm over here, which branches this way, mm-hmm. and it's it's a constant motion of fractalizing like if you want to learn something especially as a kid like you want to learn to draw mm-hmm. you first get you start with these colors and then it fractalizes to like five yep. to six something and now bigger. you get paints and you learn more so energy how i would describe it is constantly sorry, <laughs> thank you is constantly fractalizing in the sense that you're constantly going down one path to the next to the next but since it fractalizes, it's multiple branches, and then you choose which one you're going to take. I have a question. Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> social media. What are, what are your views on that? I think it's a tool that is being abused at its max. Because as an artist, and especially for you as well, who sells, who rely on media, mm-hmm. we, we rely on media, but then there's a love-hate relationship when we're like, don't sit on Instagram too long. <laughs> yeah. But Instagram is where I get all of my fans to help grow my business the way I want to. So it's kind of an oh, odd relationship. Um, I watched, I'm sure you've seen it if you've had Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's what. <laughs> so I do agree with them in the sense that social media was... And did probably intentionally start off as a great connecting tool, but of course, when you have a great tool, somebody who has an evil mind is going to yeah. take that and start abusing it. Yeah. So the only thing I can say about social media is that never only use it as a tool mm-hmm. and don't use it as a lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. some people will sit on there and scroll and scroll and scroll, and there was a point where I used to do that, and then I started taking I do breaks, and especially mm-hmm. for October. October, I completely shut, like, basically shut down, and I only have my, like, phone if I need to call, like, my mom or dad or something. But that's it. And, um, just basically using it for a tool only. The only time I go on Instagram is either for an update on music, update on my art, mm-hmm. um, Anything and then, business yeah, just yes. literally, it, see social media as a business, not a lifestyle, is kind of what I would say in my views of social media, okay. um, because... It is a great connector tool if it's you, and it is a great tool if it's done right, if you know how to use it, kind of thing. Okay, so I, I asked you that because social media, it's it's its own like entity, it's its own robot, it's its own lifestyle. Yeah. Regardless of how you utilize it. Yeah. It's its own thing. Now, would you say social media plays like a big role as far as like I'm gonna jump back to like the self love thing, like. It plays a big role in, I guess, the spirituality community as far as like false hope or false Definitely. false prophets or like false enlightenment or like... 100%. So I feel like people will fall 
into either, if they're trying to fall into enlightenment, they'll find either falsehoods on social media, and then they'll read a bunch of stuff, and they're like, I know everything, because I yeah. read this on the internet, and, and they'll then... they'll lure, like, they'll lure their, some, their selves into, yes. like, this whole, like, dark hole of... Of just... False, like, realization. And then you come across the point of, is this true, is this not true, and now you're questioning yourself, what is real? Mm-hmm. Instead of putting the phone down and being like, me sitting is real. Mm-hmm, yes. Me holding... This it, cup of water is it's real. real. It's, Instead it, of just, oh, oh, aliens on, landed on uh, Area 51 yeah. fi- 50 years ago. Like, yeah. even if that happened, is it affecting you right now? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. it's not. Um, so when it comes to that stuff, definitely. And I definitely think it plays a major part in deteriorating self-love. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the past and uh, in, in history... We all know that as soon as some form of enlightenment comes up, it's immediately squashed. Mm-hmm. And a great way to do that in this generation, since knowledge is given out so freely because, yes, media and, mm-hmm. you know, Google is a really great tool to learn. It's also, you know, vice versa, great mm-hmm. responsibilities, great power and all that stuff. Um, and it's not always accurate. Yeah, it's not always accurate. And especially with media, because I could hop on media for just a couple seconds, just to see if one of my artists dropped a new song, because, you know, I want to follow them, right? Mm -hmm. And I get an ad for this latest living compartment (laughs) van, because I've been talking about it, so my phone keeps showing me that stuff, and now, since I was in that spot where I felt like I wasn't getting my van fast enough, I definitely feel like I'm not getting Mm -hmm. it fast enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, look at this person enjoying the living van. Yeah, and then you start kind of comparing. Yes. Subconsciously, you're like, damn. Like, they got it. Oh, my favorite artist is, you know, seeing the Eiffel Tower. I wish I was seeing the Eiffel Tower. Like, and especially with young girls. When I saw the the documentary and I saw the statistics Mm -hmm. of the hospital rates and the suicide Mm -hmm. rates, and I was at a point in that, and I was, you know, a part of that and thinking, wow, it really does damage the psyche of younger kids, especially Mm -hmm. the kids who are in that age range. In psychology, because I used to study psychology, there is a, there's an age and a thing that goes with that age. So when you're a child, the first thing you ever learn is trust and distrust. Mm -hmm. If as a baby, your parents are not taking care of you, you automatically feel the need to distrust people. Mm -hmm. And because you're like, oh, I don't trust my parent is going to nurture me. Yeah. And then when you reach around middle school age, it's the whole identity and um, who am I kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So then you reach an age of like, oh, I want to change my name, I want to change my hair, Mm -hmm. I want to wear this, just so you can feel, trying to figure out who you are in that stage. So in that critical moment, there are specific, I feel like media shoots out specific things for those specific moments Mm -hmm. to break down somebody Mm -hmm. only because they know that it's, getting sold yeah. and falsehoods get sold way more than the truth because nobody it's easier to it's, elaborate on the, the false hopes yeah it's easier to do that because it's shocking we're like yeah. oh, this isn't real yeah. click yeah exactly. well obviously it's not real but yeah. you're still now putting invested. attention to it yeah, yeah. you're invested <laughs> yeah exactly yeah man social media like i will say at this point in time like Back in, I want to say, back in middle school, right, my, my hopes and my dreams, right, was to be a professional hip-hop dancer. Yeah. That's something that I've always wanted to do. So, from from middle school age to about high school, possibly, like, 
junior year because senior year that's when I went into the workforce that's all I would focus my energy on besides basketball and as I got older high school over boom started working even more then I got an opportunity to actually travel for my dancing and in those moments I was like am I doing what I love like it was it was almost like that false that false hope because I would see people on social media making it as dancers yeah or like I would see people traveling and doing this and going to Paris and blah 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 yeah. so I'm like okay I'm gonna do everything that I need to do to be just like them yeah but once I got a taste of it, I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, is this something that I see myself doing for the rest of my life? Like, On top of the fact that you probably have other people telling you, like, no, you should do this thing now. Yeah. So now it's like, <clears throat> what is real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it was uh, not too long ago that I had, like, like a realization of, like, because a lot of people are like, damn, you haven't danced in so long. And they noticed. And a lot of my supporters, they're like, they're strong like I have some strong supporters and I, I, I appreciate y'all <laughs> and they're like damn like you you fell off the face of the earth like we didn't hear from you nothing and now you're not dancing anymore it's like I almost felt like responsible for how they felt yeah you know in a sense of like damn I built up this this fan base and now they expect something from me and now I can't fulfill that and now I feel bad yeah. But then I'm like, why do I feel bad? If you, yeah, if you don't if, want if, to. If I don't want to, if I don't want and but it took me a while to have, like, that, that moment of, mm -hmm. like, why am I feeling bad, you know? Because I was, like, I was so accustomed to, I guess, I was so accustomed to giving what people, like, what they wanted from me. Yeah. Because I wanted to be at that level. So when I finally, like, changed gears and, like, changed my views on things... I'm like, damn, like, are these the people that I want to surround myself with in real life? Yeah. And the more I went to, like, dance jams, the more I did more events, like, I was like, no, <laughs> this yeah. is not what I want. Like, I, I, this is not what I want. Like, it's cool, it's fun, but it's like, I don't... But you feel your placement is somewhere else now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I get that. I have, so we just recently got a new co-worker at my place, and um, she she's trans and everything and she was telling me a little bit about her past and she said something about you know oh she always wanted to be a cowboy and like love branches and i looked at her and i was like you can still do that she was like oh i already did that i'm on the next i'm, I'm now on the next thing. yeah she's just like <laughs> i and it and you I know now that. i decided to be a woman following a career in um dispensaries and stuff and i was like That's this cool. this yeah. Like, you know what this, you're doing. Exactly. And there's, <laughs> yeah. it's always told that you have to pick something and then you have to stick with that one thing for the rest of your life mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And that plays a really hard thing on the psyche, I believe, when it comes to jobs and marriage. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you pick a job, that's it. That's, that's your it. job. Yeah. You're there nine to five. Yeah. No matter what, you can't switch your professions. Mm -hmm. You have to go to college for this one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to school for this one thing. Mm -hmm. You come out and you do this one thing. You find this one person. And that's, and that's it. it. And if you... Think about, you know, instead of painting, you want to be a mechanic, your life's over kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, And it's like... And it's automatic, like, judgment. Yeah. it's like, you were doing this for such a long time, and now you want to change your mind? Or, like, yeah. you're too old for this? Or it's... And, and that's why, like, I... I love the idea of van life. Because it takes you away from that reality mm -hmm. that people set for you. Oh, yeah. It takes you away from that... That, like society norm 
that you just don't give a fuck. You just you don't, you're just out there. Yeah. You're just doing your thing. You're not you're not because at that point, proving yourself. At that point, you don't have a community telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. When you're in a van, you're part of this community for a week, and then you could just leave. leave. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not really exactly. a part of a community that's going to tell you, okay, you need to do this for this amount of time this way. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, as soon as you tell me I have to do that and I don't want to, I'll just hop in my van, go somewhere where there's something that I do want to do until I change my mind about that. And um, I feel like it's really hard, especially if you look at how kids are. And like I said, I want to always address people like they are children. Mm-hmm. Because you, no matter how old you are, you are still a child deep mm-hmm. down. Same with having that wise, deep knowledge as a child. Um, it's just how people interact with it. So as a kid, a kid does not pick up one toy and play with that one toy the whole entire day. Mm-hmm. It's going to play with it for a little bit. It's going to go and then it's going to color. And then the kid's going to go run around outside, come in, eat a snack. It's The kid is doing multiple things at once mm-hmm. and all out of joy. Oh, I'm having fun playing with this toy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still love this toy. Yeah. It's still fun to play with. But that over there caught my attention. But yeah, yeah, but you know what? I feel like painting now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have fun doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think when people get older, they're always told, like, you can't have that childish energy. And I, when people always talk about childish energy, it kind of hurts me when people automatically think it's bad. It's bad, yes. And I'm like, but children, <laughs> but children are so pure. Like, yeah. children really do just wake up, and they're just like, I want to do this. And then yeah. they go and do it, and they do it with a smile on their yeah. face, and if they mess up... Then they're That's little it. kids. Like they yeah. just—they all they did was just mess up, yeah. um, and they generally forget about what they messed up on the yeah. ten minutes later. Yeah. So it's like those are the characteristics. And another thing that I see with like parents is I remember one time I was at a coffee shop and there was a kid up at a table and uh, me and him were there and we were just chilling, you know, reading books, you know, drinking coffee. And that kid was being so cute. I mean, she was—you could hear her talking and walking around and playing. And as we're walking by, the lady was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry about her. And I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Never, ever. It hurts me so much when a parent apologizes to me that their kid is being a kid. Like, even if their kid is having a temper tantrum, like, all you do is just fix the problem. Like, you don't have to apologize to me about your kid being a kid. If you're apologizing to me about anything, it should just be how you're raising your kid. Like, if your kid kid is being bad, if your kid is being bad, then you should apologize for you being the You're parent. Not being able, or you, you not having a grasp of the situation. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So when people apologize, they're like, oh, I'm sorry about my kid, because they were like, I don't know, laughing too loud or something. I'm just like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I, will never, I will never apologize to somebody about my kid doing something like that, just like yeah. walking around, playing, saying hi to people. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> that. I can relate so much to that, because having, having two kids that aren't physically mine but like I've stepped into that role it's like it's a whole like yeah different experience for me it's a whole different perspective like, may I ask how old they are they the youngest just turned three and the oldest is four she'll be turning five next month okay yeah so you have you have young little kids <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I do and uh, I like I love it I love it so much like but it's it's given me a different perspective of life that I've never would have been able to experience by myself. Yeah. You know, so with that, like, how you were kind of justifying, like, a situation where instead of apologizing for the kid, apologize for yourself. Because a lot of it is understanding who your kid is mm-hmm. instead of correcting them yeah. the minute they do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
obviously two-year-olds, three-year-olds, they're a handful. Yeah. <laughs> they are a handful. And emotionally, they don't know how to deal. They All they know is, ow, I'm hurt, I'm happy, I'm hungry, I'm tired. Yeah. That's all they know. So... The way they the the way they kind of go about those those different stages, is like when they're happy, they laugh, they're singing, they're dancing, they're running. When they're sad, it's almost a lot of parents like to shut that out. Mm-hmm. They like to correct it, and that's that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. If your kid is sad, let them be sad. Yeah. Let them feel that emotion. Let them understand. Like, hey, I know you're sad right now, but let me know when you're ready to talk. Yeah. Give them that, that that space, but also that opportunity to be like, okay, well, mommy's going to be there. So once I'm done, I'll come to mommy and just hug her. Yeah. That's it. I made, me and him were actually talking about this earlier today, and it's the pusher or puller. Mm-hmm. There are two, I feel like there are two kinds of people when it comes to, and th- there is the two kinds of energy um, with receptive and projective and the push and pull. Mm-hmm. So you're either a pusher or a puller when it comes to situations. Mm-hmm. For me, if somebody is upset, I'm more of a pusher in the sense of I'll push away myself so you could have space. Mm. But a pusher always, a pusher likes the security of although I'm not in your face and right with you, I'm there yeah, for you. Yes. And a puller, yes. a puller is somebody who likes to be close physically. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted their thing that they like to hear is, okay, you are wanted, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm Because that's what they want to feel. They cling to that. So understanding if, who even if it's kids or another person, a family member, understanding if they're a pusher or a puller. Mm -hmm. In a situation where something chaotic is happening, are they trying to shy away from this situation or are they trying to stand up to the situation? Mm -hmm. If they're standing up to the situation, you tell them, okay, you're wanted here. You know, we accept that, mm-hmm. and that's how a reassurance. Mm-hmm. A pusher who shies away wants to be like, okay, you're allowed to push away, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we will be right here for whenever you come back, yep. kind of thing. Yep, and that that's part of like another umbrella. Yeah, like, that that's like another thing. As whatever relation you have in your lifetime, everyone has a love language, mm-hmm. and that falls into that that umbrella, and. That's something, like, because we are on the topic of kids, that's something that kids also have, you know? They have a way of dealing, mm-hmm. whether they're happy, sad, whatever the case may be. So that that carries on to their, their adolescence, that carries on to their adult life, the way they problem solve, how they, how they do well in school. It's like, it's a whole domino effect. And that also, like... If you're there for your kids in the right manner, well, well, not just kids, but if you're there for your person, whoever, in the right matter, it's it becomes easier for you guys spiritually, yeah. because if you guys both aren't in aren't aren't in like a negative headspace, and you guys are understanding, you guys will be able to experience a lot more and understand a lot more together as a unit. Yeah. So. And I think with the whole living in a box or being raised to live in a box kind of thing, they don't teach you anything about love languages. Mm -hmm. They tell you this is how it is and that's that. Mm -hmm. When every single person has a completely different love language. Mm -hmm. You might have a similar love language, but there might be that one thing that is different for that person than you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, understanding, yeah, just what your 
person's love language is. Mm -hmm. And that, the key to that is knowing also what your love language mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. If you understand how you like to be, to, to feel whenever you say, okay, the way this person does this, this is kind of how I view my love language. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I learned in psychology is body language mm -hmm. because people especially in this day and age are people pleasers mm -hmm. they don't want to tell you no when they want to tell you no yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so understanding reading people's vibrations and how they stand and mm -hmm. and communicate that plays a huge part with understanding then the love language and i watched a video from a youtube channel called the school of life which i highly suggest for they have anything on every matter but they have one on love and mm -hmm. it's the true meaning of love to me, which is just the simple fact that like you're human, I'm human, and we're here yeah. with no fucking manual. Yeah. Nobody to told you at 4 p.m. today you're gonna get a flat tire, like <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So just on the simple fact that I love you for the fact that you exist and you have bullshit you're going through, mm -hmm. and I'm existing and I have bullshit that I'm going through, that's, that's... and we're still here, yeah. kind of thing. And um, one of the key things that it says is instead of saying I love you, it's I'm learning to love mm -hmm. because even with that person that you could, you know, start off with in a relationship or, you know, with your kids, everybody changes within eight seconds to mm -hmm. a different person. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I'm constantly trying to learn to love you. Mm -hmm. And that shows not only the fact that you are, you're sitting there and you're willing to love mm -hmm. this person, even if they're sitting there and they're, you know, being upset or negative, it's, I'm still trying to learn to love you. I'm still willing to understand you, and that's where the like the true love for me comes from is where you actually sit down and says, no matter what you're going through, I'm still going to listen, yeah. and I'm still going to try to understand. Yeah, that's that's that unconditional, yeah. very unconditional.